Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. When you are really wanting to create sustainable sustainable change, it's about making small tweaks over time. That's the only way it's going to last, and it's going to. Uh, and if 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 weight loss is your goal, or if just you know creating a more healthier lifestyle is your goal, it takes time and small changes. So, I think that's the biggest thing is really getting your head around um, the the journey that it is. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Chris here, your host, and I am so excited about today's guest interview because this is a topic that I've been reached out about several times whenever I put up a question box over on Instagram and I ask you what topics you'd like to learn more about. I have several mamas who are in their 40s or 50s and they want more information on health and wellness over 40. Now, I'm only 32, so I don't have a lot of personal experience on be or any personal experience on being over 40. And that's also not my forte when it comes to health coaching, which is why I was so excited when I found today's coach, Amber Shaw. And she's going to talk to us all about how to thrive over 40 in your health and wellness and how to create sustainable changes to live the healthy life you want to live. And yes, also lose weight if that's one of your goals over 40. I know our bodies change a lot as we get older and they are meant to change, which is something that we talk a lot about in this episode. And Amber is on a mission to help women get off the endless cycle of dieting. And if you do have goals of weight loss or healthy living over 40, help you to achieve that without extremes, without going crazy and have food freedom and 
really embrace your life and being present in your life along the way. She shares her story of extreme dieting for years and years and then having a moment of clarity when she was going through a really difficult period of time in her life and going, I just, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I know so many of you are going to relate to her story. And she shares how she started moving away from this space of extreme dieting and started to treat her body really well and started to coach women on how they can really develop their own wellness revolution, take care of themselves, especially over 40, and how to do it outside of the space of extreme dieting, even if weight loss is one of your goals. So for those of you who don't yet know Amber, Amber is a body transformation expert and founder of The Wellness Revolution. Amber has extensively coached thousands of women ages 40 plus from all across the world to get off the crazy train of dieting and find true food freedom so they can feel empowered, confident, and sexy. Amber has spent the majority of her life being what most would call in shape while struggling with body image issues. It wasn't until her 30s when her father passed away, her marriage fell apart, and she ultimately lost herself that she hit rock bottom. Through self-care, nutritious foods, and a manageable fitness routine, Amber was able to go from a life of barely surviving to thriving, and now she's helping other women do the same. I can't wait to share this conversation with all of you, so without further ado, here's my conversation with Amber. Hi, Amber. Welcome to the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Oh my gosh. I've been looking forward to this. So I am super pumped. Thank you so much for having me. I know this topic is one that I have been asked about a lot for my listeners. And as we get talking, they will know that I'm definitely not an expert on this. So I'm excited to to hear your take on health and wellness for women over 40. And But I love to start with a fun little icebreaker. So what are you reading these days? Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, be completely honest. I have been so inundated with all of the projects that I have going on right now that my library has really started to shrink, but I did just get, my mom just sent me the new, um, our, uh, I don't even, you know, I'm be honest. I don't even know if it's a new one, but I think it is Brene Brown's, mm-hmm. um, book, um, about, um, not, not, it's about not caring basically what people think. And I'm trying to remember, of course, trying to remember what the title is. So I'll have to put that, get the, make sure it's in the show notes because mm-hmm. that's the one that's next up on my list. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. I love Brene Brown too. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. We'll, so we'll get the, we'll get the name of it and we'll put it in the show notes for yes, sure. Yes, I yes, love yes. that. This is my favorite question to ask people because I get new books on my reading list. <laughs> yeah. So my mom, yeah. My mom sent it to me and she's like, you got to check this one out. And I'm like, now, of course it's like, it's something about, yeah. Like I said, about trying to, you know, basically not caring what people think. And, uh, anyway, so we'll put it in the show notes and it's supposed to be a good one. My mom highly recommended it. That's awesome. So speaking about not caring what people think and talking about, you know, Brene Brown is all about vulnerability, right? I would love if we started by just having you share your story. So how did you start doing what you do? How did you get into the world of health and wellness and what kind of happened in your life to create your own wellness revolution, which we'll talk about in a little bit? Yes. God, I love this question because I have to tell you, I mean, my story is really, uh, it, it made me the coach that I am for sure. It was, you know, so much of what I teach is 
based on experience that I lived. And, you know, for me, my whole mission in life is to get women um, off the crazy train of dieting. And it's because I lived in this uh, vortex of restrictive dieting and having a super unhealthy relationship with food. Um, my whole life, I started really at the age of 10. I can remember starting to feel uncomfortable in my body, um, you know, starting to have negative thoughts about the way that I looked. And I was never an overweight kid, but I always looked older than I was. And I was an athletic kid. And I had uh, family members and um, parents, you know, family members and just you know, people in my life make um, comments and in their mind, we're very innocent. But, you know, as we've learned children, particularly little girls, they really grab hold of any sort of comment um, made about their body. And so it really, really imprinted, um, you know, just on me. And so this whole, uh, you know, theme of having an unhealthy relationship with food and wanting to be in a different body and, and, and this feeling that I needed to lose weight, uh, really progressed all the way through, um, my, you know, my high school years. I can remember doing my first calorie restricted diet at 15, you know, then getting into my twenties where I really started to, um, start using exercise as really just a means to an end to, to lose weight. Um, I started really, this is really when things started to take a turn, um, for the worst, I was a bulimic in my early twenties. And, uh, fortunately I had the resources to, um, to, to heal that piece of it. Um, but I never really, I, I healed the physical piece of it, right? Like I stopped the binging and the purging, but I, I didn't really gain the tools of how to, uh, change the mental piece of it. And so this continued on through my twenties and and, um, into my thirties. And when I got pregnant, I got married, um, and I, um, got pregnant and I will say during this, as far as like what my kind of the sidebar, what my career was at the time is I had a very successful sales career in corporate America. So this is what I, that's what I was doing at the time. Um, and I was very fascinated like with health and wellness. And it was really because it was, it was not, it was more so coming from a place of wanting to, uh, like be such a perfectionist with my body, wanting to like learn all the information about, you know, uh, uh, losing weight and diets and all of that. And so I got pregnant with my first baby and I gained about 65 pounds with her. And it was just because I was, um, I was on a mission to binge. I basically used those nine months to just chow down. I mean, just all of the restriction that I've been doing, um, that was kind of my excuse. And so I was preeclampsic. I had to go on bed rest the last, you know, several weeks and, um, it was just really unhealthy. And so I, um, I had her and then I lost all the weight again. But every time I would lose the weight, it would, um, it would be more extreme than the, than the last diet. Right. So I was always just looking for these quick fixes and, uh, it was kind of, I kind of repeated the same cycle when I had my son, just a couple of years later, I gained about 65, 70 pounds and I just, um, I, I lost it of course. And I was, I was more thin than I was before I got pregnant, but it was just really unhealthy. And, you know, looking back, I, I know that I was unhappy, but I 
been doing that my whole life that I just didn't really, number one, I, I didn't trust any other process. It was like, I knew that I had to do these extreme measures to get it off and it worked. And that's always what I was going to do. But because I was outsourcing my worthiness and my happiness, every time I would lose the weight, it was just still never enough. I was never, I was always wanting to chase the next five pounds or it was just, it was never enough. Right. And so really when things came to a head, um, was in my late thirties when my, um, my marriage fell apart. And I was approaching a, my 40th birthday the very next year. And so I really started just asking myself some really hard questions, um, just, you know, about my life and where I was at with my career. And was I happy with that? And, you know, I, was I happy with my marriage and, and then ultimately was I happy with myself? And so I decided to, for my 40th birthday, I went on a, um, a kind of a solo mission trip, a yoga retreat to Costa Rica. And it was really like a, a soul searching trip. And I wanted to spend some time answering some of these questions that I had and figuring out what, what are the next 40 years going to look like? And while I was on that trip, I, you know, I, I realized a few things that, um, no, I wasn't happy in my job. Um, um, that I was really meant for so much more than corporate America sales. And I needed, you know, during this time when I was going through all this time with my, uh, with my marriage and, and again, like, you know, really researching my spirituality and kind of where I was with things, you know, I just, I was doing a lot of self-help as well. And I really felt the need that I needed. And I didn't know what it looked like, but I was like, I've got to figure out a way to really use so much of this, um, the, the work I've been doing on myself, how can I share that with others? How could I use this pain and turn it into purpose? What's the light at the end of the tunnel here, right? Like what is the purpose in all this pain? And so I decided on that trip, I think in a very divine moment, as I was meditating on the beach, I decided that um, I was going to be a coach and I wasn't exactly sure what that looked like. And at that point I was still really at the beginning of starting to heal my relationship with food and my relationship with myself. Um, but I knew, I knew that that's that somehow some way that's what it was going to look like. And so I came back from that trip and I decided to start a little side hustle of doing some women's coaching. And I, I enrolled in an integrative nutrition um, year-long program to get my coaching uh, certification. I then sat for the, um, the boards to become a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. And I also um, got my personal training certification. I re-upped that. Um, I had had that in my twenties and it wasn't because I ever intended to train anybody. It was because I wanted to like master my own body, right? Right. I was so obsessed with that. Um, and yeah, that's really kind of how it all started. And then so much of how I ended up in this space of helping women, particularly over 40, was really just leaning into my own experiences and connecting with other women my age and sharing with them like, Hey, this is what worked for me. This is how I ended the dieting cycle. This is how I changed my life. I want to help you now too. So that's really kind of how it all transpired. Mm, 
I love your story so much. And there are so many parts of your story that I can relate to and that mirror mine that, you know, on again, off again, dieting, starting when you were so young. And I think that so many of the women listening, I know can relate to that same experience. And I know one of the things that was most powerful for me when I was getting off my own train of on again, off again, dieting and restriction and all that was asking myself what I, what I wanted my life to look like in the future. And if I wanted to keep doing this and if that constant dieting and obsession with food and obsession with fitness was something that I wanted to continue to do. Cause I knew that I wanted to stay healthy and I knew that I wanted to stay fit. And it sounds like you had a very similar experience. It's like, no, I, I want to feel good, but I don't want to be on this constant on again, off again, dieting train where everything just keeps getting more extreme and you're not really happy. And so I love that you turned that difficult time in your life and that pain into purpose, into, into helping other women. And I think so, so many women, I know that I'm still in my early thirties, but I know that so many women who are getting to the point in their life where you are, they're getting to their forties or they're getting to their fifties and they're going, I have been doing this for decades now. And I just don't want to live that way anymore. And so I've had quite a few women, like I mentioned in the beginning, reach out about information on women over 40, women who are in perimenopause or menopause, whose bodies might be changing and they may feel out of control or who have been on this endless cycle of dieting, it feels like. So why do you love working with women over 40? Other than the fact that you know you are over 40 and so you've had that experience yourself, why is it that you love working with women over 40? 40 and what drew you specifically to talking to women over 40 about, about health and wellness? You know, I think it was really sitting back and just, um, watching other coaches, um, in this space. And I felt there was such a need to, to really address the things and the issues that women over 40 start to go through. Right. Like, I think that there's something very, um, you know, uh, there's such a connection. I think when you can talk with a coach that, that knows what you're going through, I had a really hard time, you know, not saying there's not a lot of good coaches in their twenties or thirties, but I got to tell you, my body is not the same as what it was when I was in my twenties and thirties. And I talk to women every day who say, I don't understand. I've been doing the same things, you know, since I was in my twenties and my thirties and it's not working anymore. And, and what they don't realize is that the reason why it's not working anymore is because your body is different. You start on average to lose about a half a pound of muscle per year over the age of 40. Mm. What's that going to contribute to? It's going to contribute to your drop in metabolism. It's going to contribute to your, you know, your muscle, your composition, body fat to muscle ratio. And so you can't keep doing the same things that you did when you were in your twenties and thirties. And so I just think that there is a real need to, to educate women on on there, educate and empower women on their changing bodies. And, you know, I also think that, so I have this real soft spot for women over 40, because so many of us have been in this dieting cycle 
for, you know, the last 20, 30, you know, plus years and we're miserable and our bodies are changing. And we, a lot of us have had kids and there's a whole culture of women over 40 that are completely hating their bodies. And they feel hopeless that nothing that they're going to do is working. Uh, you know, nothing they do is going to work and they feel, um, you know, totally ashamed of their bodies. And that to me doesn't, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And so, so I think that that's, you know, that is my biggest thing for women over 40. And the last piece of it is, you know, I feel there's a sense of urgency for women over 40 to where you can't keep looking at your food anymore, like just calories in and calories out. Your health is on the line here. Mm-hmm. You have the power now to start using food as medicine. This is a lesson I wish I learned in my 30s. So for the listeners that are listening that are not quite to their 40s, this is you don't have to wait till you're over 40 to do this. Start now. But there is such a power in food to, to heal your body, to you know, give you more energy, to, to have better sleep. And as you get older, to balance your hormones naturally. Um, and, you know, fighting, you know, learn to fight off disease and inflammation early, right? Learn to do that in your twenties or thirties. Don't wait till you're over 40. But now, once you get into the over 40 zone, now, now time is of the essence. We don't have time to mess around anymore. So I'm really, really passionate about getting that message out that food is medicine. Uh, and my ladies over 40, you know, it's like, I know you're desperate to get the weight off, but you can't keep doing this. You can't keep being in this dieting cycle anymore. Yeah. Mm, yes. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought up the fact that our bodies do change over time and they're supposed to change over time. It's very yeah. natural. Our hormones change, our muscle mass changes, like you mentioned. And it's it's important to know that they might not look like they are when they're when we were in our 20s, but that's okay. We can still be our healthiest selves no matter what age we are. It's never too late to become the healthiest version of ourselves. So I I really love that and and I'm glad that you're bringing this message to women because like you mentioned in your own story, I think it it does get so much more extreme the more desperate women get because they're like, okay, it's not working. Maybe I just need to go harder. Maybe I just need to like, you know, track my calories harder or go to the gym more. And then they end up miserable, like you said. And, and in the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, we don't want any of the women listening to be miserable. We want wellness to be something that brings joy to their life and helps them to show up as the women that they want to be for their families, for their relationships, for every area of their lives. So you have such an important such an important message that you're sharing. So I would love to talk about the over 40 body a little bit then. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because I'm only 32 and but I will be there one day, right? And I'm 100% with you. I want to start now in treating my body really well, especially after a couple decades of not treating my body well. I'm very mm-hmm. much into okay, now how can I treat my body like like it deserves to be treated, right? Um, so how do shifting hormones and perimenopause, menopause, how do they start to affect the female body when it comes to our health, our wellness, and our weight? Yeah, absolutely. You know, very simply put, I mean, when you go through, when you start, you know, uh, perimenopause and when you're, you know, you're menopausal, I mean, your hormones drastically shift. You have a, a drop in your progesterone, your estrogen, and, you know, that can start to result in a whole myriad of, of, uh, symptoms. And, you know, some of the biggest ones being weight gain. Um, you know, of course you hear about the hot flashes you hear, but the migraines, you know, anxiety, um, you know, vaginal drop 
dryness, things that, you know, that you might not hear as much about, um, just really starting to, um, I think, you know, depression can happen, um, mood swings. I mean, and it really just starts to, um, as those hormones shift, because hormones don't work in a vacuum when your hormones are unbalanced, um, you know, when your progesterone and your estrogen, the female hormones start to drop, it can affect a lot of your other hormones as well. And so you just, yeah, start to have a lot of, um, you know, kind of negative symptoms that can, can make you pretty damn miserable. Um, so, so yeah, so, um, those are just kind of some of the things that can happen with your body. And I think one of the most frustrating one for a lot of women, um, over, you know, when they start approaching menopause and the average age, depending on, um, you know, what your family history is typically it's about 51, but that you could be in perimenopause for like eight years. There's a lot of women, um, that start earlier in their forties. Um, and, um, and that's kind of how that starts. Um, but on average, it may be closer up to, you know, up to closer to in the fifties for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for outlining that a little bit, because I think we do, we hear about things like hot flashes and we understand that our hormones are going to shift. We might might not really understand what that means or that the symptoms we're having might not, we're not actually crazy that, you know, they might be from our hormones shifting, but that doesn't mean there isn't anything we can do about that. So the, the one thing that I do, I want to talk about, and I want to dig into and honestly, this might seem a little bit controversial for my listeners because I have been really vocal in the past, you know, sharing my own experience with extreme dieting. And, you know, I was a fitness competitor for a while and weight loss was everything to me for a really long time. But I was the most unhealthy that I'd ever been at the smallest that I was. And so, you know, I don't believe that weight loss is the answer to health and that, you know, we talked about our bodies are meant to change over time. But I also believe that it's okay for us to have a desire to lose weight as long as it's done in a way that's health that's healthy um, and that's sustainable, right? Which is what's most important. That's health promoting, which is exactly what you're sharing with us that, you know, the goal is to live a healthier life. It's not necessarily just to it's not to diet. It's not to lose, to just lose weight. So how can we help women? How can you, and how do you help women? Not how we, how can you help women uh, work towards this goal of maybe losing some weight after they've gained weight in this perimenopause, menopause time as their hormones are shifting without going crazy, without falling back into this place of dieting? Kind of where do you, where do you encourage the women to start when they're noticing this happening? Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I want to add to just for the ladies that are maybe in their thirties that are listening to this, you know, hormone shifts and hormone imbalances can also happen before your, your menopausal, right? So what I just want to say is that I always recommend anytime you are starting any sort of like wellness journey, and if, if your goal is to maybe lose some weight sustainably, always start by getting your hormones checked. You should be getting your hormones checked every year, right? Because you could have some sort of, you know, especially if you've had kids, your hormones can be off and you will continue to slam your head against the wall. Um, because if you've got some hormone imbalances, it can affect your weight loss it, very much. So, so always, always stay on top of that and get tested. So as far as, you know, the advice of how, how to, you know, get, you know, get, get going kind of in that healthy lifestyle, you know, I think it's kind of a, the way that I teach it's, it's a two prong approach, right? So my, for me, you know, educating women on, um, what is more of a clean eating lifestyle and simply put, I'm talking about really just making some simple changes 
changes where you are reducing stuff in a box and stuff in a package. It is stuff we learned as a kid, right? We have way overcomplicated nutrition because we want a quick fix, but that's not sustainable. If you're looking for sustainable weight loss, you cannot cut the corners. You have to go back to more of a whole foods diet um, to where you are um, you know, not cutting out whole food groups um, and you are learning how to eat foods that are you know, not stripped of their nutrients, starting very simply to pay attention to added sugars. You know, this is where I talk a lot about you know, the role of sugar in your diet and not just talking about the cookies and cakes and the obvious ones, start paying attention, just simply start paying attention to stuff that you do eat out of a package, a box or a jar, start looking at the hidden sugars. And you would be surprised that you, that you are really adding to your daily sugar intake and you don't even know it. And even just that simple change can make a big difference, right? So there's that kind of, there's that, the first prong is kind of the educational side of it, right? But then the second side is really understanding of how to balance that with a lifestyle of like moderation and satisfaction. Because if you can't learn to marry the two, clean eating is just going to be another diet for you, right? So for me, where that starts is really, you know, going back to your relationship with food. And then first thing is stop looking at food as good or bad. Stop looking at food as I can have this or I can't have this, right? Because when you do that, you are just setting yourself up for that binge mentality. We as humans, we can only take someone or something telling us that we can't have something for so long. And our mind is that our mind is always going to go that that's where we want it. And then what ends up happening, you know, you get presented with some cupcakes and you eat 12 of them because you feel like that's the last time you're going to be able to get it in. You've done something bad. You've already fallen off the wagon. You might as well just binge on them now. This is your last chance to have them. And then and then you get right back onto the restriction, restrictive, you know, mentality, right? So you know, I think we have, you have to start shifting your mindset around that. So when I teach nutrition, you know, we are focusing more on a whole foods diet and focusing more on, on portion sizes, right? Everything that I teach, there's no weighing of food. There's no measuring. Everything is really using your hands to kind of eyeball it, right? You know, uh, maybe a closed fist is, is, is some complex carbohydrates, uh, or some two cupped open hands, um, you know, just focusing on portion sizes and really also intuitively paying attention to your hunger cues. You know, are you eating to 80% full? Are you satisfied with that? Right. Do you even like what you're eating? You can make the biggest, most beautiful salad in the world, but if you, if, if you don't even like what you're eating and you're like, that doesn't really satisfy me, um, then, then you're not going to stick with it. You're not going to stay consistent. And so what I've found is that the key to sustainable weight loss and, you know, losing, losing weight, um, slowly over time that will stay off. It's really looking at your food and figuring out, you know, how, how can you eat foods that are going to turn the dial, you know, when it comes to your goals, but also leave you feeling satisfied. Um, and so, um, learning how to work in some moderation, you know, you know, having some pizza on a Friday night, that's okay. That's okay. Because when you are eating uh, nutritiously, you know, 80, 85% of the time, that other 15, 20%, it's not 
going to matter. Um, so for me, I, that's a lot of it. It's, it's, it's really strike learning to strike that balance because it's more about, um, you know, being a little less perfect, a little less restrictive. So you can be a lot more consistent. And that's really the long game, I think, to sustainable weight loss. Mm, I love that. And I, yeah, I can echo everything you say and the importance of eating more real whole foods, but doing it in a way that is actually satisfying. So I have a background in, in health and wellness as well as a health coach, but I'm also a chef. And so I love sharing food and I'm so huge on eating food that's healthy, but food that's also delicious because exactly like you said, if we are just miserable in the foods that we're eating, it doesn't matter if we get to that goal of weight loss, we're eventually going to search for that satisfaction. And we're probably going to end up right back where we started because we're just going to want the things that we couldn't have. So I'm really glad that you have that approach because I'm all about satisfaction. I've talked about it a lot here on the podcast because I love talking about creating meals that are more satisfying. So I'm curious and in everything, we talk a lot about food freedom here on the podcast. So you, you kind of shared a little bit of of, you know, your views on moderation and on, you know, making things sustainable, right. When it comes to losing weight and living, um, a, a really healthy lifestyle as a woman over 40. So what does food freedom mean to you? Oh my gosh. I love that you asked this because food freedom is a tagline that I, I use all the time. And I'll tell you, you know, when I think about food freedom, what comes to mind for me is, you know, most of my life, I lived with this um, anxiety around food, right? Where I was turning down social engagements because I was worried about being able to stick to my diet or having anxiety going on vacation um, in one of two ways. Either I was um, worried the whole time about what I was eating and, and calculating things in my brain and figuring out, you know, manipulations and I can have this, but I can't have this and just so much brain power around food, right? Right. And, and I, and I was miserable and, and so much anxiety around it. And so when I think of food freedom, I think of letting go of all of that and not, not, you know, freeing up your brain space to, with, with things that, that really, um, that I, that I want to, to think about, right. I don't want to think about every macro and calorie and every thing I'm putting into my fitness pal all day long. That to me is not a happy life. And so when I was able to let go of all that, I was able to go on vacation and like, you know, not feel like I needed to binge and, and feel like I could just eat foods that, you know, I felt good about and I could, you know, yes, indulge when I wanted to, but not have the shame and the guilt and the anxiety when I was able to let go of that, that to me is food freedom. Mm, yes. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, <laughs> so right? how do you start to help guide women then if they're in this place of extreme dieting or they've dieted for decades and they're like, okay, I, I do want to lose some weight, but I don't want to be on this diet cycle anymore. How do you guide them from that mindset of I've got to go to extremes. I've got to diet like crazy to, I can actually have freedom around food. I can eat the foods that feel good for me and the foods I want without overdoing it. How do you kind of help them to create that mindset shift? You know, I think that, I think the biggest thing is they have to, they have to be ready that they are tired of living like this, right? You have to, when you can truly like let go of the extreme dieting, which this is why I have, again, kind of say it's such a soft spot for women over 40, because a lot of women over 40 are to that point, right? They've been doing it for so long that they're done. They're done. And they, ha they have to be ready to say, you know what? Yes, I want to lose the weight, 
but I have to find a better way because what I'm doing right now is not working. And I loved what you said in the beginning of the show where you're talking about how you had to sit down and think about, okay, what do I want the next few years of my life to look like? Like, do I really want to keep going down this path and keep ending up right back where I am feeling more hopeless and more miserable than ever? Or am I ready to really hang that up? And, and really, uh, you know, what I, what I constantly impress on them is this takes time. This is not a lose 20 pounds and 30 days mentality. This is a, this takes time to really, you may only lose, you know, two pounds in one month, but that's going to stay off. It's going to be sustainable. And so I think it's really empowering them and giving them the confidence that you're on the right track, that this is just going to take time. Um, so that's, and I think, and when I can, um, and, and the other, the other piece I'll say about this, it's also changing their mindset about the scale. Because what I can say is that that is one of the biggest derailers for women. You know, when you are losing weight, um, you know, in the beginning, you might see a little bit of a, of, a, uh, of a shift in the scale, a few pounds. Most of the time, that's just water weight, right? And so, but the losing of the body fat, which is really what we want, we want to lose body fat, right? We don't want to lose weight. We want to lose body fat. That takes longer. And I, I, co- I can't even tell you how many conversations in all of my programs where it's like, Amber, the scales barely moving, but my clothes are fitting better. And oh my gosh, I took these pictures and I cannot believe I'm starting to see muscle definition. I'm starting to see body fat loss. It's crazy to me that I've only lost two pounds or three pounds. And that's just, that is the way that it goes. And so when we're so married to the scale, it will derail you every single time. Because what happens is, is that you are, you know, you feel like you're doing things and because you, you know, well, and you, you know, you keep getting on that scale every day and your body can naturally fluctuate four or five pounds every day. That's totally normal, but we're so clinging to that number that we're like, Oh, it's not working. I've gained all the weight back. Um, and, and that, and then that keeps us from being consistent. So I think that's a big, big piece of the mindset part. Mm, I'm so glad you brought that up. I was actually going to ask about the scale and kind of how you approach that with the women you work with, because I know that that was something that, you know, I was very much attached to in my dieting days, you know, stepping on the scale every day. And it kind of determines your day, right? When you're in that mindset where it's like, oh my gosh, I gained three pounds. So everything I did yesterday was terrible and I can't do that again. And what can I do today to fix it? And it's just such a, it's such a horrible mindset to be in. And it does take the joy out of life. And so I'm glad that you focus on, you know, something other than the scale, right? Those, those actual, you know, the feeling good and the physical changes that are, that are outside of just looking at that number on the scale. So is there any particular way that you guide women in, you know, not looking at the scale every day or, you know, advice you give them for, okay, you want to lose weight, but really what you want to lose is body fat. What you want is to live a healthier life. How do you kind of guide them in that way? Well, first of all, I tell them to put it away. Okay. I don't put it away, but I know that that's not realistic for everybody. Um, and I think that, um, you know, what I first do is I first say, okay, like let's, can we, if you are a, cause I was, I was that girl. I was a person that got on the scale multiple times a day, every single day. I haven't weighed myself in years. I mean, I even go to the doctor's office or, but I don't, I haven't gotten into that cycle in years where I'm weighing myself every day and doing all of that. And I got to tell you, it's so liberating. Like I, I, you know, to not be so married to like a two or three pound fluctuation is just, is yeah, it's, it's liberating for sure. But 
you know, I would definitely encourage if you know you're somebody that's listening that you you do step on the scale every day. Why don't you just start to back it off? How about maybe every three days or every once a week? Like start to start to really to, to, to back off doing that. Um, but I always encourage to like, take pictures, take pictures in the same outfit, like put a sports bra on, put some shorts on, take pictures and, and in the beginning and take some measurements with a soft tape measure, if you want, and then don't take the pictures again for at least another three, four weeks, right? You cannot be taking pictures every week, every two weeks. It's not enough time to start seeing difference. And I guarantee you when I work with my clients one-on-one, we always, end up having this conversation and it's always like, wow, okay, wait a minute. I know the scale's not moving, but like I said, holy cow, my clothes are fitting better. I can't believe the way that these pictures are look. So I definitely think you need to start doing that. You you also need to really start focusing on non-scale victories. All right. What are those non-scale victories? How is your sleep? How is your energy? How's your anxiety been around food? Like all we get so f- hyper focused on this three digit number that we are totally losing sight of all of the good that, you know, that creating a sustainable lifestyle where you're not dieting is, is create, you know, is bringing to you. Right. So how did you feel when you're on that vacation? Um, and you felt, you know, you didn't wake up the next morning with so much ex- with guilt and shame because, you know, you ate a burger last night, right? Like what are the non scale victories? And if you need to write them down every day, right them down every day. Right. But that's, I think a big, big piece of starting to just, you know, the scale can be just collecting data, but it's when you start to really obsess over it and put your worth and your value to that three digit number. And like you said, let it, let it dictate the rest of your day. That's when it's a problem. So if, if you are somebody that that's, that's the case, you're not alone. It is for most women, but you really need to start to, to unpack that and start to back off that a little. Mm, I'm glad you brought up those non-scale victories because ultimately that's the goal, right? We want to feel good in our bodies, but we want to live a good life and we want to have energy. We want to have good sleep. We want to enjoy our experiences. And if we're hyper-focusing on our weight, especially if we've been in that place of extreme dieting before, we're just, we're doing the same thing as we were before. We might be doing it in a different way, but so I'm so glad that you helped them to slowly move away from it. I know that I've had women I've worked with in the past too, where it's like, but I've I've looked at the scale every single day for maybe 30 years. And so how can I stop doing that? It's like, okay, well, we can take it one step at a time and start slowly moving away from it until we don't need it anymore to, to feel good about ourselves. And it shouldn't be that thing that dictates our worth. Right. And I know I'm very, very much like you. I haven't, I haven't stepped on a scale in years. We don't even own one anymore. And I actually don't even, I don't even know a family member who has one because we're all like, you know what, that's just, that's not, that's not who we are. Right. Yeah, so it's not I'm helpful. Really yeah, yeah, it isn't. And I think related to that, I love that everything you do and everything that you share really revolves around helping women to feel more confident, more sexy, and more empowered. So how can this taking care of ourselves, taking care of ourselves physically? I know you also talk about emotional and spiritual health. How can this start to help us move towards the more confident, sexy, and empowered version of ourselves? So we're talk- we talked a lot about weight loss and the fact that our bodies shift over 40, and we might want to focus on that in one area, but how can we, we take this and we can take this, you know, these physical changes we're making and also include emotional and spiritual changes and really start to transform our lives as a whole at, like you did in your story. 
You know, I think the biggest thing is really starting to create some space in your life where you can go inward. I think that women's most powerful gift is our intuition. And I think that we, especially as women, if you're in your, you know, your thirties and forties, especially if you've got young children, you know, we, a lot of us, we, we take on this role of just being um, just the constant caregiver for everybody else and constantly, um, you know, giving and giving and giving. And I think what can happen is you can lose sight of your and lose connection with your own voice and, and what's really going on with you and what you need as a woman and as a mom and as a partner. And I think that that's really important. And so, you know, even if that means um, finding, and it it doesn't always have to go back to like, you know, straight up meditation, right? I'm a big believer in meditation, but, you know, maybe it's, it's five minutes in the closet where you're literally by yourself taking some deep breaths, right? It's just creating some space in your day where you are just with you. I got to tell you, I have worked out some of my like biggest uh, life's issues during those moments by myself, because I really was able to connect with how I was feeling and what I can get quiet and shut out the noise and figure out what I wanted. So I think that is a really, really big piece of transforming just your overall, you know, wellness um, and, you know, starting to change your mindset on some things. I love that. Just five minutes a day. And how many of us actually take that time? I think it's way, I I think if we really take the time to sit back and ask ourselves if we've taken that time, I think a lot of us, (laughs) a lot of us would say no. I know personally right now, um, I'm actually sitting at my parents' house right now because we're going through a move. And uh, the last few weeks have been completely crazy. And I can say confidently that I have not taken five minutes to myself every day. No, I know it's been crazy. And, you know, there are seasons in our lives where it might not be as possible, but I know that I got to the point yesterday where I was like, I I just, I just need a couple minutes because I know that I'm not my best self when I'm, and I'm stressed out and I'm anxious. And when I'm not taking just a couple minutes, I like to journal. And that's one of those things that I love to do to take a couple minutes to myself, usually in the morning, but if I can't get it in, then I'll try and do it in the afternoon. And if the kids are, you know, having some screen time, I'm like, I'm going to take a couple minutes to journal. I love meditation too. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I think it's, I think this is a good takeaway for any of the women listening, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what stage of motherhood you're in, we can always take five minutes. It's, it's super important. So I yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I openly admitted at the beginning of the show, I was like, I've not been reading. I love, I mean, I, I want to have time to read. I've not been doing that. I've not been taking time to, yeah, to, to read and to, and so, you know, I, you do have to create some space for yourself, whether that is, you know, doing some reading and some reflecting, or it is taking five minutes to breathe or whatever it is for sure. Yeah. Super important. Yes. Yeah. And the breathing part. I yes. think that's, it's such an important reminder to breathe. I think yes. I need I need some sort of alarm on my phone that just reminds me to breathe a few times a day. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, so you call all of this the wellness revolution. So what does the wellness revolution mean? I'm sure this is this alludes to your own wellness revolution and your story. So how can the women who are listening, especially the women over 40, start to create their own wellness revolution? 
you know, I think for me, it was just such a, you know, uh, such a fire within me to create some radical change in the diet culture. You know, I think this is why, you know, anything less than a, than a revolution just seems so, uh, so lame to me, right? I wanted to really, uh, I, I want to change the dieting culture. It is my mission to get women off this dieting crazy train. And so I think for women, you know, how do you start your own wellness revolution? I think the first thing is saying enough's enough. Like I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't have to live this way. There is a better way. And I'm going to take control of my health and I am going to take control of my life here. And I'm not going to live this way anymore. And I think that's really, um, you know, I think that that's so much of it is just declaring, kind of putting your, drawing the line in the sand and saying, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to eat a thousand calorie diet and lose 20 pounds in 20 days. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm tired of living like that. Or, you know, no, I'm not going to uh, look in the mirror and, and hate what I see anymore. I, I want to um, change my mindset. I want to, um, you know, reconnect with myself and, and, and really change and transform my life. So I think for me, that's kind of, that is really what the wellness revolution is, is all about is taking control of your, of your life. Mm, Yes. And that we can all have our own personal wellness revolutions. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I think so often we, we outsource our health and wellness. And you kind of talked about this in your own story as well. And when we just, we follow what everyone else tells us to do. And it's this constant, like, you know, finding this person on the internet does this thing. And so, okay, I'll do that thing and I'll do that and I'll do that. But really, I think taking ownership of our own health and wellness and and really going, okay, I can make these changes, but it needs to be one step at a time. It might not be overnight and I don't have to go crazy doing it. I can actually do this in a way that's really sustainable. So I really, really, really appreciate your approach. I love that. Um, and I'm so glad that we are, that I am finally, I'm talking to somebody and talking to you about women over 40, because so many of the women, I know I have a lot of listeners who are in different stages of motherhood. Um, I was thinking about it earlier. I feel like I'm like, I don't have a, I don't have any middle schoolers, but I feel sort of like I'm like the, the middle school mom. I'm not like the kindergartner <laughs> anymore. Cause I don't have the newborns. I don't have the babies. I'm kind of in the, so I have an elementary schooler and, uh, Oh, she just went into pre-K. So she doesn't like when I call her a preschooler anymore. Um, so I have a four and an eight-year-old. And so I'm like starting to get into that place of motherhood where I feel a little bit less crazy all the time because yes. my kids are a little bit less young. You know, they're in school now. I have a little bit more time. <laughs> um, but I, I'm not that seasoned mom either who has teenagers or who is over 40, but there's moms who are listening who are in every spectrum. We talk about, we're, we just did a pregnancy and birth series, and now we're talking about women over 40. And I think it's so important that we reach moms of every different age and every different life stage, because, you know, I talk about balance and balance is for, for every, every life stage. And so I'm wondering, um, as we start to close, do you have any last pieces of advice or words of wisdom to the women listening who are over 40? Cause that's specifically who you work with, who want to take charge of their health, who want to create their own wellness revolution, but they want to feel free and they want to feel empowered doing it. You know, the first thing I'll say is number one, it's not too late. Okay. It's not too late and there is hope. Okay. So letting go of this mentality that nothing is going to work, that is simply not true. So I want you to know that you're not alone. That's, that's the other piece and, and that it takes time. It takes time to make lasting change. All right. And that, you know, when you are really wanting to create sustainable, sustainable change, 
It's about making small tweaks over time. That's the only way it's going to last. And it's going to, uh, and if, if, if weight loss is your goal, or if just, you know, creating a more healthier lifestyle is your goal, it takes time and small changes. So I think that's the biggest thing is really getting your head around, um, the, the journey that it is right. Um, and so that's, I think the most important part for sure. Mm, I love that so much. So I have three fun little rapid fire questions. I love to ask at the very end, but before I do that, I always love to ask my guests, where can my listeners connect with you and the work that you do for those of my listeners who are like, Oh my gosh, I need her. I need to connect with her. Yeah. I would love, 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 love to connect. So I hang out on Instagram um, and TikTok. That's actually TikTok is how I kind of got my start on social media, which yeah. So TikTok and Instagram, I'm at um, MS Amber Shaw. So it's Miss Amber Shaw. Um, you can also go to my website, ambershaw.com. And then I also started a podcast. It's the wellness revolution with Amber Shaw, and you can find that on Apple and Spotify. Awesome. So good. I'm sure you will have a lot of listeners over to your podcast and yeah. I'm sure that'll be, that'll be awesome. Um, especially for, especially for a woman over 40. Yeah. So my fun rapid fire questions I love to ask because I am a chef and a foodie and I love to talk about food. What have you been loving to cook lately? Oh my gosh. So I'm such a seasonal cooker. So right now, like as we're at rounding out summer, like I've been grilling every type of fish known to man. So mixing it up with, you know, doing, you know, different on a salt rock and a banana leaf. I mean, doing different seasonings. That's really been, um, my jam lately. Mm, I love grilled fish so much. Oh my gosh. So much. (laughs) So then what have you been loving to eat lately? I'm not going to lie. It's watermelon. Okay. Like mm. summertime for me is watermelon. So like, what kind of salad can I put it in? Can I mix it with some arugula, maybe some blueberries and some feta cheese? And like, what, you know, can I blend it up in my Vitamix and just drink some watermelon water with some mint? So I've been mm. loving all things watermelon. So good. A watermelon, mint and feta salad is one of my like favorite. It's one of so my summer good. staples. It's oh so my good. gosh. <laughs> just like balsamic vinegar and like, wow. Yes. Yeah, so good. So good. So, so good. good. <laughs> So my last and final question, because this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, and we love to promote balance in every area. What does balance look like to you in this season? Uh, you know, right now I am just loving, especially in this kind of summertime when vacations are happening with my kids and all of that. I'm just loving being able to go on vacation and not having guilt and feeling good about getting a quick workout in, but not feeling like I have to push myself for two hours on vacation on some workout, you know, really just setting, settling in to, to having some, some moderation in my life and, um, and some balance in my life. And just particularly appreciating it, having that food freedom um, when I'm on vacation with my kids and being able to um, really focus on being present and being present in the vacation with my family and not having to constantly be worried about food. Um, That to me is is very freeing and I'm really enjoying that. I love that so much. And I think so many of my listeners are going to resonate with your message, Amber. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here and to talk to my listeners. I am so grateful for you. Uh, This was amazing. I knew this was going to be an amazing conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? 
It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.